Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. This week on this show, we are focusing on four different clubs and activities. Uh, we interviewed the club advisors this week, so we're uh, really excited to hear from them and to hear what their clubs and organizations are all about. You're going to have the full audio this week. We'll have all the clubs and advisors uh, in one package. If you go to our YouTube channel, so you follow Ninth Grade Experience on YouTube, you can see each one of them individually. So we're going to have separate episodes on YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening to this on on a Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you're going to hear the whole episode at one time. So hopefully you enjoy. We're going to keep focusing on clubs and organizations as we move forward. If you have a story that you'd like to share, hopefully you can find a way to reach out to us either on Instagram at Ninth Grade Experience or uh through YouTube or through some other way. So thanks a lot and enjoy the show. We're continuing today in our series of talking to club advisors or people that are involved in different clubs here throughout Emmaus High School, trying to get some information out to our freshmen. We did an episode uh, previously with Mr. Spangler, who is in charge of the athletics and uh, activities here at the high school. So now we're trying to get a little bit of information about all these different clubs. And and today we have Mrs. Grimm and Mr. Pinho, who are here to talk a little bit about the Gay Straight Alliance, GSA, um, for short. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. So Mrs. Grimm, this is her second appearance on the show. She was on last, last March, right before the shutdown. We were talking about career month we in were. March. Um, which we had approximately 10 days of career month. So um, hopefully you saved all those plans. And uh, for 2021, we can re, uh, revisit career month. So we'll have to get you back on to talk about career month 2021. Um, but you were on back then, so you can check back in and hear from her. But uh, Mr. Pinho, as we kind of always ask our newest guest um, to go talk about their ninth grade year. So again, as always, we tell people, you don't have to tell the year, the location, or any... Uh, details, but what was your ninth grade experience like? Sure. So uh, I went to high school in a pretty rural area. And actually, so what was one of the things that was weird about that school was that um, because there weren't tons of students in the area, we didn't have a middle school. So it was, we had a junior high that was attached to our high school. So really the only, uh, it was seven through 12. So the only big difference between eighth grade and ninth grade is kind of the part of the building that I was in. Um, but I definitely remember of being sort of excited that you, you know, at the, at the time, like didn't have to go to kind of like the the um, junior high portion of the building and things like that. Um, but I think it was probably pretty anticlimactic compared to most of the ninth grade experiences that students here are going to have just in terms of the new building and, and integrating with new students from uh, the other middle school and everything like that. And do you remember um, in your ninth grade year, was there an event or a club that you joined or an activity that you did or something that you remember from that ninth grade year that may not have necessarily shaped what you have gone on to do with your life, but just um, something that you remember from that year that kind of has stood out for you uh, since, you know, as an adult now? Sure. So I, that was uh, the only year that I attempted. So I was in a bunch of clubs in high school. That was the only year that I attempted kind of an organized high school sport. Uh, so we had um, a uh, ultimate Frisbee club that I was, was in, but I tried to play, uh, I was on the, the boys soccer team and um, I had been playing all my life, but had been kind of playing for like town club leagues and uh, kind of mixed in with people who had been playing more competitively. And turns out that even though I was good in the club leagues, it was actually not that good for a 14 or 15 year old. 
um, which kind of began a, a long understanding that I'm not super good at sports. Uh, but um, I do, it was, um, I, I got to, to make some friends who were like really in different circles than uh, a lot of friends that I'd had previously, um, because that time in, in just in sort of the arc of the, the social group that I'd been hanging out with um, had a lot of changes as people were kind of like, um, like meeting new friends and taking different classes and kind of like getting involved in different things. Um, so there was definitely like a big shuffling around of um, who spent time with who in ninth grade that really kind of shaped the next couple of years for me. And, and it, I mean, in a lot of ways also shaped who I keep in touch with from high school. So again, we always come back to this idea of getting kids uh, involved and, and different stuff. And it seems like you had a lot of different experiences. Um, so we have you on today to talk uh, a little bit about the, the, uh, uh, activity, the club that you guys advise, which is the Gay Straight Alliance. Um, if uh, I don't know who wants to jump in first to kind of give a little bit of background about it or what you guys do um, and just kind of tell us a little bit about what it is. Sure, you want me to take this one? Yeah, you're the, 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 the okay. veteran. So this is my seventh year as the GSA advisor. When we started it out seven years ago, it was me and the previous school psychologist, Mrs. Davenport. And we wanted to have somewhere that students could go and that they could feel safe and they could talk about their experiences and they could connect with other students who are LGBTQIA. And since that time, we've been meeting every other Tuesday and we've been able to really make some changes at the high school that I'm pretty proud of. We've been involved in Day of Silence for the past few years. We've then turned that into an awareness week in April, which again, we didn't get to do in 2020, but we'll be doing something in 2021. And um, we have a neutral bathroom that was established due to the GSA. We've done trainings for staff. We've done lots of different things just to make it a safer, more inclusive high school for all students. We've worked hard to make sure that students know that the GSA is for students who are LGBTQIA, but also for students who are allies to that population. So we've been trying to do a lot for the whole Emmaus High School population. And Mr. Pino, you, is it, this is your second year here at Emmaus. You kind of started, I believe, in the middle of last year as one of our uh, school psychologists. Were you involved with the, the group last year or is this your first year with it? Uh, so I started in October last year and I think I, on my second day, maybe uh, went to the yeah. club. I think I'm, um, I wasn't formally an advisor last year, but I went to all the meetings from October on and uh, it was really a great kind of way to get to know some students in the building um, who are really, um, I think we share a lot in common in terms of our sort of passions for, for equality. So if I'm a ninth grader listening to this and I'm trying to figure out if this is the kind of organization or club that I could come to or be a part of, like as a ninth grader, what kind of expectations do you have for like a, somebody that wants to join? Um, what opportunities might they have? And like kind of what do you do on like a, every other week you said you meet, but like, what does the club do? So I kind of think of it as being divided into kind of two types of things that we do. Um, the first thing is sort of more um, student-led activism. So the students will, um, come up with ideas for things that they're passionate about that might sort of advance the, the cause of, of inclusion um, and recognition for the, the LGBT plus community. Um, so that might be things like uh, facilitating trainings or working on, uh, like Mrs. Grimm said, gender neutral bathrooms. 
Um, but also we try to make space in club meetings for sort of the second thing, which is just to provide a safe space where students can have a good time and get to know each other. So we try to have that balance where the club is supposed to be fun and we want to, uh, whether it's playing games or, or having a, a movie day or just doing getting to know people from other grades who maybe you don't know well. Uh, last year we had some folks from uh, the LGBT plus program at Lehigh University come in and talk about college offerings um, for, for students in the community. And, and really, you know, the hope is that we get uh, students who are excited to be there. Anyone is welcome. And uh, we're excited to try to reach out to more ninth graders this year. We had a, a few ninth graders at our first meeting, which we're excited about. Um, one thing I wanted to be clear about was just that we don't necessarily expect you to sort of explain why you're there. Like there isn't this sense of like you show up and you say, well, I, I am this way, or this is sort of my like, um, you know, how I identify within the community. Um, so we definitely have allies who come. We definitely have, have students who come uh, and, and kind of are, are willing to volunteer just in discussion how they how they feel about themselves. But also it's it's not necessarily the type of place where we're pressuring anybody to to sort of like speak about themselves in a way that they might not be prepared for. Correct. And just to piggyback on that, we never actually ask. We, as an introduction, every meeting, we ask students to go around and say their name and their pronouns, but we never ask how they identify because it's that's that's not something that needs to be discussed as part of it. If they want to discuss that, they can. But again, we don't we don't ask them right. to share that information. Yeah, because I see, you know, we have a lot of different activities here at the high school and, and your organization. It's kind of like as somebody coming in as a ninth grader, it seems like a pretty heavy topic to deal with, like coming in, like you're transitioning to a new school, you know, and you have these different questions about like who you are as a person. And then you come to a meeting like this. So is there like, uh, like encouraging ninth grade students? Is there a way to kind of, or what would you say to the ninth grade student that's kind of, you know, not necessarily questioning things, but just kind of curious about your organization or curious about themselves? Like, you know, it seems like you create a safe space for people to come, but just kind of, if I'm that like ninth grader, that's kind of trying to figure out my way, what would you say to somebody like that? So I would say that they can certainly attend a meeting. It's not like there's a commitment. It, we've had students who come once and then they decide that they may not feel like it's a fit for them and that's okay. Again, it's not something that once they show up, they're committed to sharing more than they want to or that they are committed to coming to every meeting thereafter. We don't have any kind of obligation in that way. We want kids to come at least once so that they can get a feel for it and see if it's a good fit for them. But we also don't pressure them into talking. So, you know, as I said, we'll do names introductions, but as we're talking about a topic, if that student doesn't feel comfortable, we don't call them out by name and say, okay, it's your turn. We don't do that because we know that it's different for every student and we know that they may not be at a point where they're ready to talk, they're just ready to listen. And that's perfectly acceptable too. So I would encourage them to, you know, try and come to a meeting or they can also reach out to someone else who they think can go with them to the meeting so that it takes less pressure off of them as an individual. They could also reach out to Dr. Pinho or I to find out a little bit more information about the club before they decide to attend. There's lots of different things that they could do. Right, it's definitely low risk. It's not as if we're uh, a club where we're building towards some type of competition or performance. If you show up and then never show up again, you're not in any way sort of hurting us or leaving us in the lurch or anything like that. And I, and I agree with that and wanted to say too that to your point, it can be a very heavy topic. So we try and do a lot of things to keep it light. We 
we talk about whatever the students want to talk about, but we also do, like Dr. Pino said, we'll play games, we'll do movies, we'll bring food, we'll do different things to keep it a little bit more lighthearted too. Well, and I think in terms of it being a heavy topic, that's certainly true. But also by the time you're in 14, or by the time you're in eighth grade or going into ninth grade and you're 14 or 15, rather, you know people who are, are thinking about these things. It's not as if we're sort of introducing the idea to them. Uh, having worked in a middle school before I came here, there were definitely lots and lots of students who were questioning or had already changed how they identified. And I think that giving a, a forum or a place to those students can be really, really important. And I think that that's one thing that's changed you know, since, since we were in high school, or at least, at least since I was in high school, just in terms of um, it, it being something that the people are more comfortable talking about at, at younger ages. So you said that you've already met. Um, so if I was a student, I was interested in coming to a meeting. I know we're still in the virtual setting here at the high school. So if I wanted to attend a meeting, what do I need to do? Where can I go and who can I reach out to? So they can reach out to Dr. Pinho or I, they could email us. We do also have a remind code. So the remind code is at EMAISGSA. We also have an Instagram page. It is a private page, so they would have to request to follow, but that is also EMAISGSA. And we do have a Schoology group as well, so they can get that information from Dr. Pinho or I to join. And we and also on the morning announcements. So we do have that information on the morning announcements before we have a meeting. And normally you guys will meet on uh, Tuesday? Yep, mm -hmm. every other Tuesday at 2.30. So we met this week, so our next meeting will be in two weeks. Awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to share about like maybe things that are maybe upcoming for the year or things that you may be working on as a, as an organization throughout the year, kind of to highlight to kind of, you know, give people a final sense of what maybe you're going to be trying to accomplish this year with the club and maybe how you're doing it virtually versus in person. I'm sure that creates a whole different set of challenges too, because you know, sharing things in, in a group where there's, you know, you're not in visibly in somebody's bedroom might make a difference, like being in a classroom versus being at home, those kinds of things as well, too. So, you know, what are, are you, what are you kind of sensing for this year for the, for the organization? And then kind of like, what do you have in store? Yeah, you're absolutely right. The virtual has presented some challenges because there are some students in the club who may not be out to their families. So it's very different when they're trying to be part of that at home. And that's just something else I wanted to bring up that it is, it is confidential. One of the things that we tell the kids at the beginning is that we ask that anything that we talk about in there stays in there. So we're not going to say, oh, I saw you at GSA this week or anything like that. But our plans for this year are fluid. So there are things that we still have to kind of figure out once we know, are we back in person or, you know, what is it that we're going to do? So we have some ideas of things that we had been thinking about before the shutdown, such as more um, training for staff at the middle school level, even potentially putting together a talent show in the future, different events. We're not sure. But again, it's very fluid for this year and it's driven by the students. So if we have new members who have new ideas, we're always open to those. Great. So thanks a lot for taking a couple of minutes here to explain your club or organization uh, to us here so kids can get a better sense of that. So lots of different ways to learn about GSA and, you know, check out the morning announcements and then 
all the different uh, social medias that Mrs. Grimm mentioned there. So uh, thanks a lot, Mrs. Grimm and Dr. Pinho. Sorry, I was calling you Mr. I don't want to sell you short there. since you No, no worries. I'll get a minute about so, so thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, yeah, uh, Tuesdays after school. Check them out. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to get the word out about different organizations around the school. So we have a, a first time guest here today with us who wants to come on and talk about Kid to Kid. Uh, this is Miss Martini. So thanks a lot for joining us. Sure. Glad to so she's So right now she's in an, in an alternate spot too. Usually her room is a couple doors away from where we usually are. But um, with uh, the changes going on, uh, she's in an undisclosed location here at the high school. So we won't, we won't tell everyone where she is since no one, you're not here to really find her yet. But when you come back in October, maybe uh, she'll be back in her regular spot. So uh, since you're a first time guest on the podcast, we always ask um, them, our new people to talk to us about their ninth grade year. As we always tell the adults, they don't have to mention what year that was, where it was, or any incriminating evidence. But what do you remember about your ninth grade year? My ninth grade year. First of all, I have no shame in my game. I actually, my students who've had me in class know that I share like some of this stuff out with them because we talk about stereotypes when we start off our health classes. I also teach health class um, and wellness fitness. But my ninth grade year, oh, I remember really looking forward to being in the high school. Um, the transition from being like eighth grader and being the the head you know of our middle school classes to go mm -hmm. to the high school and starting off being the youngest again and looking up to like all of the upperclassmen and i played sports so that was kind of like when you're in middle school like you can't wait to be a part of the high school sports programs so i remember really looking forward to like getting into all of of that so what was the sport that you played as a freshman i played field hockey and i played soccer and fun fact my freshman year was the first year that our high school, I don't know, Pleasant Valley, had <laughs> a girls soccer team. So we had to start out as a club. And I was upset because I would have ended up being like a varsity member for four years. But the first year didn't count because they didn't have one before then. Can you imagine that? I know that's a, it's really interesting when like, cause they have like different times of the year for different sports. And I think they mm -hmm. did at one time they did have soccer and in a lot of spots in the country, they still have soccer in the spring for yeah. girls because of the different sports that are available in the fall for girls yeah. too. But even, I think they used to, and even in different spots in Pennsylvania, they used to have it like a, a fall and a spring for girls soccer. Yes, we were that way. And if females wanted to play soccer before the team, they had to try out for the boys team. Wow. Play that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so let's just say a lot's changed since you've, uh, you've been a ninth grader. Um, is there a memorable moment? And we usually ask this one too. Is there like a memorable moment or something that you remember from your ninth grade year, whether it was athletics or class related or an activity related that you still vividly remember that may have shaped or stuck stuck with you for this, you know, this time, you know, now that you're you're a teacher here at the high school. Like, is there something that you remember? Because um, we always talk to our students about, like, you know, there will be memories that you make in your ninth grade year that will stick with you. Do you have one that you remember? Yes, um, that was the point where I met our athletic trainer. Is when I first started like participating in high school sports, and that was what I ended up in turn then going to college for, which led me 
to staying and getting my teaching um, degree as like a grad student. But that pretty much decided for me what I wanted to do uh, career-wise is meeting like our high school athletic trainer and seeing at that time that individual taught health classes in our building and also was our athletic trainer. So I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. This is perfect. Like I couldn't really figure it out prior to uh, getting in, in the high school building. But it's really, it's really interesting that you've been able to then, then go forward for the rest of your you know, career now. And you kind of had that seed planted in ninth grade. So we always talk about like getting involved and getting into things Then they plant that seed for you. So you're here today to represent, um, kid to kid. Uh, uh I don't, it, I feel like it's one of the newer clubs here at the high school. I, I don't know how long it's been like, uh, officially a club, but, um, can you talk to people about kid to kid? Sure. It was, it's gone through a couple different name changes. So it was kid to kid and it originated, um, I think Mrs. Keebler probably was one of like the main originators on it. And then it took some different forms because um, it went from them going and doing presentations on different drug groups to middle schools and um, fifth grade students. And it's now, it then was asked to uh, become a part of like Pennsylvania's SAD, Students Against Destructive Decisions. Okay. And it took on that form for a couple years. And then it has gone back to kid to kid because unfortunately as some organizations do within a state level, uh, they required funding from students and we as like a district and as the Lehigh Valley, like as a county, we're like, mm, no, we're not gonna do that. So it's back <laughs> to being, um, kid to kid at the high school, the initiatives and the things that we did within the club never changed. Um, it just changed a couple names. And basically when we had decided to get involved with the students against destructive decisions or under that name of SAD, it opened a couple more opportunities within the county that our students could then participate in through that organization. Um, but the entire time it's pretty much held up the same way. It's kind of like a, a peer mentoring group that is meant to um, set good examples for their peers here at the high school, but more so they work as mentoring with a lot of our middle school students. So we have done middle school visits uh, where they're kind of just like preparing them for what to expect in high school and having kind of like a plan as to keep them on the right path and goal oriented so they don't veer to the left at any point in time really just unprepared you know would uh so the students that are coming up from ninth into ninth grade now should be familiar with it did, did did you guys have a chance to go to any of the middle schools last year before the shutdown i know usually you do some stuff near the end of the school year where you're going down but was there any did you get did the group have a chance to go down to the middle school at all either of the middle schools last year to kind Thank of like and we, yeah. So I've been the advisor of the club for at least six or seven, maybe eight years now, seven years. Um, so they have, we've been doing this for a while now where we've been going to the middle school and doing visits. Uh, we continuously change the presentations that we give at the middle school level, just depending on what the needs are. So the group that's coming in this year as freshmen should be familiar with having us in their classrooms because we would have seen them their sixth grade year and then our presentations, we did get into the eighth graders at Iyer. Um, I believe we saw some of Mrs. Oswald's health classes and 
Mr. Legenza's was one of them. So there was a couple of the health classes that we got to see. And then our second date that was set uh, fell into like the COVID plan. So yeah. we didn't get to finish all of our, our visits at that point. But they did see us sixth grade year. So, they, so they're familiar with the group. So maybe hopefully during one of the visits or two of the visits, it kind of maybe showed them what your group may do or things that they could potentially do, like going down and mentoring those kids in middle school. So as a ninth grader, so if I'm a ninth grader watching or listening, if I, and I'm interested in joining, what kinds of things can I as a ninth grader be involved in? You know, just thinking like, you know, I can't be the president, I can't be the vice president, but like what kinds of things can ninth graders do as part of Kid to Kid? I will say that our officers have been individuals that have been with us uh, for the most part, almost all of them since their freshman year. So it's not uncommon that the kids that join freshman year end up having an officer role uh, by their junior or senior year. Um, the incoming like new club members, they typically take on a role in, I don't know what it's gonna look like this year to be perfectly honest with you, because I'm not gonna be allowed to do, but we typically have like a training day that starts us off in the fall. Um, usually it's like late October, early November. And at that point in time, everybody kind of comes together. We have developed our initiatives, because I usually meet with our officers first to develop our initiatives for the year and with the county. And those incoming freshmen end up joining into things that they feel um, as though they'd be a good fit with. Like sometimes there may be like within like a fundraising group, within our groups, we typically go to a healthy living expo. Last year it was at Parkland and we have to have like a theme and an activity for our table. We do the tailgate that we typically do in the fall here at the high school. <laughs> Yeah, not this year. Right. Yeah. So um, we'll have like a little smaller group that gets together and talks about what our theme of our table and what activities and foods and things we're going to do there. Um, so it's kind of like built up into like smaller groups for each one of the activities, like our middle school visits. Um, we typically go to Capital Day in Harrisburg and there's different initiatives. Uh, Prior, like in years past, they talk with different legislators about changing the age where uh, students or teenagers are able to access like vape and anything nicotine related really. So there's a lot of opportunities and usually we'll break them down into what the club has decided we want to do that year. And then the incoming new kids get to join the different groups that they want to be a part of, or they want to find out more information about, and they get to have and play a role in planning, you know, what we're doing when it comes to those different initiatives then. So that's, it's pretty interesting. So you take the larger club, I'm sure you have, it's probably one of the larger clubs here at the high school, I would imagine. And then it kind of can break down into smaller, you know, groups where the kids can kind of get to know, mm -hmm. you know, maybe upperclassmen or other freshmen as well too. So it's kind of a, a, a good thing for the kids that they're not coming in and it's like, you know, everyone's part of this like, like 100 person conglomerate. It's like everyone kind of gets to find something that they like, whether it's like that mentorship piece or like the advocacy piece or kind of reaching out and trying to, you know, all in the name of helping other students, but it's you have that ability to kind of pick and choose what you want to do. Correct. Okay. So you said that you're not 100% sure what your year is going to look like yet, but if I'm listening at home or watching and I'm trying to figure out how do I, can I, how do I get in contact with kid to kid? Like, what does it look like? What are we, are we meeting virtually? When does that stuff start? So 
we just went through finalizing our officers and I'm having an officer meeting starting next week. As soon as I talk with the officers, you will see information about how to join our group on Schoology being posted on the morning announcements. Um, the ones that you would receive in like your course, like class of page, um, where you can find like all of your morning announcements that'll provide you with the code you would need in order to join the Schoology group. It's EHS kid to kid. And that's where we will end up posting like when we'll be meeting. Um, at the end of September, I meet with the Lehigh Valley group and they basically also dictate what our initiatives are gonna be and what opportunities they're offering uh, for different schools and what that may look like. So after we have that date, I'll be able to determine you know, what we're all gonna participate in and I get all the students' opinions as to like, what do you think, you know, you'd like to be a part of what should we do this year cool so at that time we'll have a lot of different information so lots of good information so basically we're uh, they want to be on the lookout for the morning announcements they you know that they're also the ones that are read during the advisory time as well too so make sure during advisory you're kind of listening in for that the code will be there and uh it seems like there's lots of interesting stuff and there'll be the opportunity even I would assume even if we kind of stay remote or we do the hybrid that there'll still be lots of opportunity to be able to do things and reach out and like do all the different kind of activities that you have done in the past I would assume so right yes they may even remember because our group even in the spring sent out surveys uh, posted through like the eighth grade guidance and assistant principals where they answered questions about what they were nervous or apprehensive of coming into the high school. And then we tried to tailor like the information that was going out from the high school as to like incoming freshmen uh, to almost be like a, you know, frequently asked questions then to help them get some more information about what they were apprehensive about since they didn't get to go forward with like all of the tours they may have done in the spring. Awesome. So they, so it's good that like kids have had a lot of experience with this. I know a lot of the clubs here at the high school are new to kids when they come in, but really you have been, you've been laying the groundwork for three years now. So you should have some people that want to be interested in joining. Yes. And there is a club, I believe they call it stars at the middle school level. I know they had a club at Iyer. I'm not sure if there's a stars club at LMMS. Um, but it is the same thing, the same roles. It just takes on kid to kid when they get to the high school. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for giving us that information. So we'll be on the lookout for those kinds of things uh, in the morning announcements. You don't have, do you have any social media anywhere that you use or post to? They do have EHS kid to kid on Instagram and they have it on Twitter. Okay. So we'll, we'll link to those and we'll kind of send that out to everybody there. So thanks a lot for joining us and good luck in your clubs for this year. Thank you for having me. We have Mrs. Schimmel joining us. She is the advisor of two different clubs, the Latin Club and the Foreign Cultures Club, which you'll get a lot of information about. So Mrs. Schimmel, thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. So since you technically have appeared on the ninth grade experience before in the, uh, the attitude of gratitude episode last Thanksgiving, I remember you read a, a little, uh, little what you were grateful for in Latin to represent the language that you teach. So since you haven't been a full guest yet, we're going to ask uh, if you can tell us a little bit about your ninth grade experience um, since we ask all of our guests that. And as I always preface for our adults, you don't have to identify a year or a school, but just memorable, something memorable or what you remember from your ninth grade experience. 
Okay. Um, in ninth grade, I was actually in a seven through nine building. So I was at the, I was at the top of the food chain and in that school as a ninth grader, I, I did some sports and things, but not really too many clubs at that point. But when I shifted to 10th grade, that's when the hard transition happened. So, um, up to the high school and that's where I added in a couple clubs. I think I did air rifle club. Um, oh. my now husband was also in and he got kicked out of, which was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I did a couple other like winter track. It was actually a club at that point. So I did winter track. Um, and yeah, kept on going with my sports, but I got more involved once I got up to the high school. So is there something you remember, like, since I guess we'll say that your ninth grade, our ninth grade experience was your 10th grade experience. Was there anything that you remember either from either of those years that was something like a memorable experience or like an activity or a club, maybe like something that you did that you look back on now and like that was kind of something that helped to shape the direction of what you have decided to do with your life or things that you're still involved with. We always talk to our ninth graders about finding something that maybe they really like when they enter the high school. Uh, we always just like to find out if there's something that you kind of still carry with you to this day is something that you're still doing or involved with uh, from what you did in your ninth grade year or 10th grade, depending on how you want to look yeah. at it in your, your perspective. Um, the thing that comes to mind first is Latin. I mean, I started Latin in ninth grade and I kept going. So Mrs. Schimmel is frozen here. So maybe she'll pop oh, right back in. Yep. Sorry. So you froze there. So oh. uh, you were saying that you started Latin in your 10th grade year and kind of, you were kind of giving us a little story about that. Uh, I, I actually started oh, Latin ninth grade. in ninth grade. Okay. Yep. And um, I had to decide to keep it or not when I went up to the high school. And um, at the time, I didn't know I wanted to be a Latin teacher. So I just sort of stuck with it. And that ended up being my career. Um, so I definitely suggest sticking with things. You just never know where they'll lead. So you have, I, I believe we started the same year. So we're over a decade in now here at Emmaus High School, and you have been the lone Latin teacher for your entire time here. You have built quite a uh, quite a following um, from students, uh, especially taking your classes. So it makes sense that you also have the Latin club, and you've kind of added foreign cultures in the last couple of years. So why don't you tell us a little bit about either one of those clubs or kind of whichever one you'd like to start with to kind of give the students a little bit of an insight on what you, is, is, in addition to teaching Latin, what else you do here at the high school? Sure. Um, let's start with Latin Club. Um, so in Latin Club, we do all the things that we don't have time for in class. So we get to dive deeply into um, mythology and Roman military things that we just get to sort of um, hit the surface of in class. Um, that means watching movies, listening to music, making videos, making music, um, and other, other sorts of things in the arts. Um, and this year we're trying to have a focus on um, creating content since we're starting virtually. Um, we want to sort of bring in all different sorts of social media and see how we can make the world more aware of classical awesomeness to be honest. <laughs> 
So that's through Latin Club. And I know you guys, you know, you see um, you're usually pretty strongly represented at like club fairs. And, you know, uh, in the spring, one of the last things we had kind of here at the high school before the shutdown was the foreign I don't, I forget the exact name of it, but it's the event where they bring in all the different like countries represented through all the different languages here at the school. I forget exactly what it's called. And you always have like a lot of groups there. I believe too, your, your group always is kind of like one of those top groups for like uh, winning the awards of like back, like the back to school night, like competitions and stuff like that. So your, your club's pretty enthusiastic. Um, what kinds of, like as a ninth grader, if I was to join like Latin club, what kinds of things is, can I be exposed to, or like, can I just jump right in or do I have to like kind of wait my turn for different stuff? What, so as a ninth grader, what, what's available for them? That's a good question. So as a ninth grader, um, you can jump right into Latin club. Um, in fact, the more you jump in, the better it's going to be, um, for everyone. Um, so whatever you're interested in, I can find it in ancient Rome also, or some sort of equivalent. And we can sort of exploit that, uh, that interest that you have. So whatever you like, whatever you, um, spend your time on outside of school, we can find a way to find the ancientness in it. <laughs> so we have the, the Latin club there. And then one that you took on for the first time last year is the foreign cultures club, which is one that I'm not hundred percent familiar with either. So can you just describe what foreign cultures club is and what does that entail? Yeah, so the Foreign Cultures Club, it kind of made sense for me to take it um, because I've been taking students uh, overseas for years and years. Um, pretty much since I started, I've been leading trips to Europe and, and all over. Um, and the club, their, our mission is to just um, expose ourselves to uh, different foreign cultures. So we wanna experience the culture, share the culture, and um, learn to appreciate cultures that are different than ours. Um, and the main way that we do that is food, because there is nothing, <laughs> nothing more cultural than food itself. So um, last year we were all about empanadas. I don't know how that came about, but it was, it was intense. So we were sort of trying all these different um, empanadas, learning what they were, because some people came in and didn't know what they were, which was okay, even better, actually. Um, now this year we can't do food, but we can still, like actual, actually eating food, but we can still, um, you know, explore those sorts of things and maybe give recipes through some content that we can get out there to everybody. Is it, and like, uh, does the student have to like bring their own, like represent their own culture? Is it like, uh, based on like languages we have here at the high school? Is there, so what's like the criteria for like, if I want to come and discuss, I don't know, Peruvian culture, maybe I'm not from Peru, but that's something that's interesting to me. Is there like a way, like, how do we, how do you determine like which culture is highlighted? Um, so at the beginning of the year, we just asked everybody to share a culture that they were connected with, um, whether that meant it was their actual heritage or they were born there or whatnot, it didn't matter, just something that they had a connection to. Um, but after that, we just sort of voted on what was the next thing to look at and everything, we, we got to our list that we had made at the beginning of the year of interesting foreign cultures. Um, but it was just the order was chosen by whoever was at the previous meeting. Um, so that's how we choose where we go, make a big list at the beginning of the year and just sort of work our way through it. 
um, in no particular order. Um, now, you could represent your um, the culture you come from or participate in, but it's not a requirement by any means. Is there one from last year that you weren't even thinking it might have been on somebody's radar that you kind of you explored and you're like, You froze for a second. Can you ask me that again? Oh, oh I asked, um, was there one culture from last year that you, um, that the group picked or that was discussed or looked at that maybe you weren't really expecting, but when you explored it a little bit, you were like, oh, wow, I'm glad we kind of talked about that one. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I was expecting some more exotic things to come up. And so when just French things came up. I was, that was probably the most surprising one. I didn't think anybody would want to explore France anymore. I mean, there's just <laughs> Eiffel Towers everywhere. You can't go to TJ Maxx without seeing 75 Eiffel Towers. So um, I, I think it, I was expecting the exotic places and that's not what happened. It was, so we were including all, all different kinds. Awesome. So you have those two clubs. So when will, do they meet at this, like, back to back on different days. So when would, in, I know we're starting virtually for clubs and, and things like that, but when would Latin club meet and when would the foreign cultures club meet? I am trying to put them all on Wednesdays, alternating Wednesdays. So the first and third Wednesday of the month will be Latin club and second and fourth will be, um, will be foreign cultures. Okay, so if uh, somebody wanted to learn more about those, um, where do you guys have social media or should they be looking in the announcements? Or are you gonna have a Schoology page? Um, these are all things that other clubs have said that they're doing, mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of curious. So where if I'm a, you know, I'm sitting at home, I'm listening to this or watching it and I'm interested in, in signing up or figuring out where I have to get to, where do I get the rest of that information from? Um, so we're gonna take the rest of September here to get set up. Um, and we're gonna start in that first week of October. And the Schoology groups are made and it will go in the announcements probably next week. Okay, so they should be on the lookout during their advisory periods during third period to forget for the additional information. Uh, it's also gonna be in the uh, class of 2024, or if you're not a freshman, somebody else listening to it in your class folder where the announcements are. Is there anything else about either of the two groups or anything else that you want to share with your students? I know you probably want to give like a 30 second plug for take Latin, take Latin, take Latin, but uh, whatever you want to share with the <laughs> listeners here, kind of uh, the floor is yours. Um, that's kind of funny that you say take Latin um, because yes, always take Latin, <laughs> but um, you don't have to take Latin to be part of Latin club and definitely not foreign cultures club. Um, and uh, that's a misconception. A lot of people think they can't be in the language clubs unless they're in the language. And that's definitely not, that's not Latin club at all. <laughs> so anybody that likes ancient stuff, come on in. That's actually a good, uh, good thing to end on is like, just because you're not a part of it, like in the school doesn't mean you can't join it as part of a club if you have like a special interest, because maybe you just don't have the space to fit the language in, but you're interested in it and you want to learn more about it. So I, if, when we get back into school, are you still located in the language hallway there to, I don't remember your exact room number. It's two. Yeah. I'm in the lower language hallway by the locker commons in 232. 
232. So if and when we get back into the building, you can look up Mrs. Schimmel in 232 and uh, look on Schoology for all the rest of the information and in the more and the announcements. So Mrs. Schimmel, thanks a lot for taking the time out to talk to us today about Latin Club and Foreign Cultures Club and uh, good luck with everything this year. Thanks.